Well, welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Jeff Baumgartner, a senior editor at Light Reading. Hi, and I'm David Dwarren. I lead the product organization at Freewheel. All right. Well, David, hey, uh, thanks for joining me here. I'm uh, excited for the podcast. To be here. Thank you. We're here at uh, CES 2023 in Las Vegas um, at the Vidara, where you guys are set up camp. Uh, quite a no one can see this. Uh, <laughs> listen to the podcast, but uh, yeah, you guys have quite the uh, 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 the venue put together here. Um, but uh, strangely enough, uh, I think it's the first time I've been at the Vidara. Oh, well, um, we're excited to have you here. <laughs> Glad you could see it when we were here. Every time I come to the show, it's like I always have, there's always like a new location where the, the show is like spread into. But yep. uh, anyway, so um, before we talk about like what Freewheel is focused on here at the show, uh, I was wondering if you could maybe give us a brief overview of Freewheel's business and what the company is primarily focused on these days, because ad tech for me is kind of a complicated market. Maybe it is for a lot of other people, um, but I kind of get lost on exactly who does what and how they fit into yeah. the ecosystem. And and meanwhile, maybe some people even forgot that Freewheel has been part of Comcast since like 2014. So it's been almost a decade. I, when I was looking that up, I couldn't believe how much time had passed by. Yeah, so we've been part of Comcast for a while. Um, and Freewheel, for those who aren't as familiar, we are um, the center of the premium video advertising space. So we aim to be the platform for buyers and sellers of video around the world um, and really leading the charge into the future of what that means across all of the different devices where a video appears, all the different transaction types, how somebody's executing it, whether it's linear or programmatic or live, all the different ways that consumers are watching it on any device, but also the way that buyers want to access that inventory we provide software and solutions to help that to, to happen. Right, now who, then who are kind of your primary customers then? Is it pay TV guys? Is it pure streaming folks? Uh, you know, because premium kind of covers a pretty broad yeah. array. So yeah. premium covers a, a, a really broad array and I think probably anyone you talk to will give you a little bit of a different definition of premium. Mm -hmm. uh, but if I look at our customer base, it's the largest producers of professionally produced sort of you know, long form content, the big TV companies around the world, the broadcasters, the cable channels, but also the distributors, the MVPDs, the virtual distributors, and the new fast channels and fair play streaming services. For us, some of those companies are all owned by the same groups of people. So, you know, you'll have right. like an umbrella, and, yeah. an umbrella yeah. that owns yeah. cable channels and broadcast channels and fast and digital companies and we'll manage that entire business for them and would remove a lot of the complexity for it. Um, but we also have a lot that are just pure digital streaming players. And one of the things that we, you know, we will support them in those businesses just as well as people with much more complex uh, distribution. Right. And, you know, because I, I get a little confused sometimes with like buy side and sell side and uh, some of the lingo that kind of is in the, the ad tech arena, yep. you know, and, uh, but just for an example, let's say I'm just to kind of see how you fit into the ecosystem. Like, Hey, I'm, I've got a, a fast, I'm a company that does fast channels. I've yep. got 35 of them or something. And I'm like, Hey, I need to, you know, stand up an ad tech platform. So do I go to you for everything or yeah. Yeah, so great question. We're not everything, right? If you're standing up a fast channel, you're going to have to work with someone to do, um, you know, content delivery and content management and 
probably negotiate all of the distribution, but where we really come in and where we can help you is to run your ads business. We can help yeah. you to make sure that you can do dynamic ad insertion on any platform where those fast channels are available. Um, you can do it on your own apps, but also through the apps of us and all of our partners and people who aren't our partners on any device that it wants to appear on. Um, we can help you manage the direct sales force that you have or your traffic campaigns yourself, but also programmatic delivery with direct integrations with DSPs and SSPs on the buy side and also to bring some demand in through our marketplace, um, including some unique demand that we offer. So we're really the platform for the monetization of those fast channels um, and the, the engine that you can use to power the revenue in your business. Okay, I wanna talk a little bit about uh, maybe some specific aspects of the business, right? You talked sure. about who you're working with, could be pay TV guys, could be pure streaming service providers. But as you look like today, maybe, you know, into the 2023 and, and kind of near term, I mean, what, what is kind of the, the biggest growth engine for the company right now? Are you riding on some kind of, some of the crazy growth and activity we've seen, you know, from the fast sector? Yeah. Is that uh, it feels like um, you know, there's a lot of news um, kind of in that particular arena, a lot of new services. Uh, it's just kind of exploded now. Yeah, so I don't know how that affects your business. Yeah, so three areas that we're seeing a lot of growth is on connected television broadly. Okay. Um, continues to be just taking more and more share of people's video consumption and video viewing, both from other devices and from um traditional sort of live linear television. So we're seeing growth in CTV. We're seeing growth um, in fast, where it's the fastest growing segment, pun not intended yeah. that we see. Mm. But um, you know, when people say fast, free ad supported streaming TV, where we're especially seeing growth is on virtual channels that people create, where it's sort of that TV-like viewing experience, but it's coming in through a feed with dynamic ad insertion and all the things that you expect in, lit in digital. Sometimes it's a VOD environment where it's video on demand content, but a lot of times people just want to watch channels. Um, yeah, it feels like a, like a playlist, essentially. Yep. That looks like a linear channel. Yeah. But it's yep. great if you just want to lean back, you don't want to do content selection, you know. So um, we're seeing growth there. We're seeing growth in linear addressable advertising. Um, increasingly, people are doing dynamic ad insertion into traditional cable and satellite networks. Um, pay TV channels where the ad that you might see when you're watching, you know, a show in the middle of the afternoon is going to be really different than the ad that I see. Um, and more and more of those ads can get replaced. And then the final piece um, is programmatic and seeing more and more of the video business get executed programmatically and through biddable or automated pipes rather than through traditional IO and insertion orders. Yeah, how big is, is programmatic now? Because I remember years ago, it was just kind of starting to creep into the discussion, but it feels like, uh, is it like a primary method right now? Yeah, so at least within our business, um, because video is so premium and protected, um, and because it's so often bundled together with traditional TV, we're still seeing a lot of traditional transactions. About 85% of what we see is you know the traditional IO and about 15% is programmatic. Most of that programmatic business is programmatic guaranteed or private marketplaces. So still um, bundled in with 
sort of a sales team or a direct relationship between the publisher and the advertiser. But we're expecting programmatic to take off. We think in the next few years, it'll be about half versus 15% today because it solves so many problems for everyone. It delivers automation. It delivers the ability to find audiences where you want to um, find them, to manage different parts of your campaign more effectively. So we are 15% today. We're expecting that to grow pretty significantly over the next few years. Okay. Now I want to talk a little bit about the show, you know, since we're all here this week. Yeah. 100,000 of our closest friends. Um, what are you focused on this week as a company? I mean, I mean, I mean it's obviously wall-to-wall -wall meetings yep. for everybody, but, um, you know, is there like a big takeaway for you as a company? And I guess from a personal standpoint, if you had a chance to kind of look around and any, any impressions, any, Anything make a big impression on you? Uh, yeah, I, so I've looked around a little bit. Um, I was in the C-suite across the street from where we are right now and seeing some of what different media and technology and content companies are doing. One of the things that's interesting to me is um, how TV screens are getting put on so many different devices and how new smart TVs are coming out and we're just seeing more and more competition and innovation in that space, which is exciting for us um, as a company that's sort of driving um, you know, the connection of all of those different devices for a publisher. Uh, linear addressable has been a big topic for us. Um, this is where a lot of the device manufacturers that enable that and the hardware and the software and the consumer experience all really comes together. For us, the big themes that we've been talking about really is around cons the consumer experience. How do we make sure that we can deliver um, really high value content to customers that they can watch on whatever screen they want, that they can access it in the most effective way that they can. And for us, to make sure that there's a fair value exchange where the advertising that supports that content is the richest experience for that customer, supports the funding of the content, and helps an advertiser deliver that value. And that's a combination of technology and a combination of using data in privacy safe and compliant fashions that is sort of consumer forward. Um, and the expansion of just the amount of content that's available. So that's really where we're leaned in, is around this consumer experience, and we see all of this tech enabling just really cool things. Okay. Great, and uh, you had mentioned smart TV. I mean, there was a lot of activity around smart TV platforms. Uh, with the, From a news perspective this week, we had you know Comcast, Roku, TiVo, all kind of making some noise this week about their plans. Uh, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but um, how important is the big screen in three wheels world now? Because in the past, it was, you know, we were always saying, oh, how are we, you know, how are we dealing with mobile? How are we dealing with tablets, you know, mobile devices, et cetera? But there, there seems to be a lot of attention suddenly on platforms for the. Yeah, so the five years screen. ago, I joined Freewheel. Mobile was the big thing. It was like, yeah. How can I watch TV on the go? How can I watch on a small screen? And we sort of solved mobile to some way, but all the growth has been in connected TV, where um, that's you know that's how people want to watch it. They like that lean back living room experience. Um, it, it's the way people have traditionally consumed TV, but with all of the benefits of digital viewing and streaming right there. Um, so we're excited about all the innovation that's happening on TVs that are that are making that better. Obviously for us. You know, we know that most houses have a lot of different types of TVs. Um, in my house, there's probably four different operating systems on a smart TV right. that somebody's yeah, using. Just, 
Yeah, you're not right. like uniform it's, in the we're house. We're not, we're not yet. really going that way yeah. yet. Yeah. And uh, TV's a big purchase, so it's not like we're replacing them every time mm -hmm. we decide to go and For get a new one. Of... Just to be like, oh, I want a different operating system. It's a little bit of a longer replacement cycle yeah. than with some other devices, but as more and more smart TVs get into the home, more and more people are watching it on streaming or through attached devices. Um, and, and we're seeing that in our numbers and in our data. Like, that's definitely where we're leaned in. Um, and seeing most of the growth right now. All right. Well, one thing I want to hit on today is uh, kind of measurement. Yeah. Because right? in the um, kind of olden days of TV, right, we used to have uh, panels of people for the audience and, and give you a sense of the size of the audience and so forth. But, you know, streaming allows for a lot more real time and more granular data. But beyond the fact that, you know, streaming is a growth area um, you know what uh what are some trends that uh freewheel is kind of seeing with respect to overall usage or adoption or you know use of different devices and so forth anything kind of uh, yeah rise to the surface there so uh, this i don't know if this is where you're going but around measurement it's a really exciting time for most of the time i've been alive there have been like one or two ways that you measured video you either had a panel or you had some new entrants that, you know, did a different panel. Um, but to your point, in digital and in the streaming world, I get real-time impression signals back. And often I get some information about, you know, the viewer in a way that I didn't. Um, we're going from a world where there's two measurement providers to potentially dozens of them that are trying to play with it. Uh, it's exciting because it's leading to really fast innovation. People are taking all of these different signals from set-top boxes and from panels and from streaming devices and from phones and all these different things, and they're sort of putting them together. And they're able to measure the full spectrum of viewing for the first time all together. But how that layers in when you add in audience and identity to say, you know, did Jeff watch it and what are some things that I know about Jeff, that gets really complicated. Um, and it gets hard for buyers and it gets hard for sellers to say, if I have one measurement provider over here that's telling me what something's worth and another one that's telling me something different, you know, what's the value of that given impression in a given place? It's something we're really thinking about this year and trying to solve. It's something that's coming up. I know there's a bunch of panels about it um, here at the show. Um, that's, a, that's a huge topic. Measurement is one of those things that was boring for a while and now it's really fun and exciting. Um, and with that excitement, there's a lot of potential. Okay. Last thing, um, you know, we're, we're just starting out to 2023. Yeah. Uh, just a few days in, but as you kind of look at the year ahead, I mean, what are maybe the biggest, what's the biggest challenge or opportunity in your segment of the market? You know, is it something about the business or maybe even something technology related? Yeah. So what I'll say, this is what I'm excited about and what we've, we've always been solving for at Freewheel, which is... Um, you know, as a consumer, what you want to do is you want to be able to access your content whenever you want, wherever you want, however you want, on whatever device that you want, through whatever method that you choose to subscribe to it, whether you want to use a traditional pay TV bundle or you want to subscribe directly to apps or you want to do it through some kind of operating system interface or a channel provider. For a publisher, that makes things really complicated. So for a number of years ago, we talked about how we thought we had reached this like peak fragmentation but it's actually exploded ever since then, where there's even more and more ways to get that content. What we try want to solve for, and what we think we're finally going to get really close to, is wherever you're watching that content, 
A publisher should be able to monetize it however they want to um, in the most effective way possible. An advertiser should be able to reach you the best way possible and in a way that delivers a much better viewer experience. Um, and we're seeing that in streaming and we're gonna see that come about across all of the different platforms that people are using to watch video this year. So kind of managing the fragmentation of the fragmentation? Yeah, just managing the way that all the demand and all the supply and all of it's fragmented. Can we bring mm -hmm. it together to deliver a really great experience for someone watching? All right. Well, great. I think that's where we're going to leave it uh, for today. But right. uh, thanks, David, for being on the podcast and here amid the, the frenzy of uh, CES. But you know, good luck the rest of the way. All right. Thanks, Jeff. It was great talking to you. And I, uh, I really appreciate it and enjoy the rest of the show. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you.